Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Hometown Hero Hour. I am your host, Captain Spartacus, and today I am joined by my good friend, BJ. BJ, is that is that what you want to go by? I mean, I have since birth, so might, might as well. All right. Yeah. My good buddy, BJ, here. Uh, he has graciously agreed to join me in the studio today, and we're going to be talking about why Game of Thrones Season 8 didn't suck. Um, so I'll be taking the negative on that. <laughs> Wait, so I'll be taking the, I'll be taking the negative that uh, it did suck. Okay, so and wouldn't that be the positive? No, because the positive would be the positive of the of the of the whatever the given of the suckage. Yeah, the positive okay. of the suckage. We'll go, yes. we'll go with that. <laughs> Follow it up. Okay. Uh, yeah. So tonight we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones season eight. I know it happened a little while ago, but BJ's got. Uh, one of the more unique perspectives on it. I think he's the only person I know that doesn't think season eight sucked. Now, to be to be clear, mm-hmm. it was not my favorite season. Okay, I mean, of that's the, fine. Of the eight that they had, it's just like okay, it was it was very evident that they were trying to push a lot into fewer amount of episodes. Mm-hmm. They, if they had given that the full ten episodes, I don't think we'd have as many people saying that was terrible. I honestly think people would have enjoyed it a little bit more because they could have delved deeper into some of those storylines you would okay. have had the last three episodes just being like oh look it's a battle oh look it's another battle and daenerys is dead yeah that was a huge oh yeah so first of all uh spoilers <laughs> Spoiler alert, for season eight if you haven't seen it by now i mean if, if you, she's not dead if you haven't seen it by now you're probably not gonna see it you're not right you're gonna you're not no you're gonna binge it and it's it's like when people talk about endgame it's like you know what it's been out long enough it's yeah. your own fault the statute of limitations yeah. on spoilers has been, has been gone um yeah so interesting this season eight only had eight episodes as opposed to like the more normal 10 see and i think 12 i think it only had seven. Oh, okay so even even okay so seven versus 10 i think does matter like a little bit more because if it was eight actually that's only check. i think it actually was only six i think it was six i episodes. think there was only one i think there's only one episode has it even aired yet <laughs> oh my gosh um <laughs> so if it was like something like eight yeah. Then that's only two episodes less than normal, and from from my perspective, that wouldn't. I don't know how much that would actually change. No, right? I, that's only like two more hours of right. No, wrap you're, up. You're absolutely right, but I, I honestly think that it was. I think it was six episodes, and they were the big payoff of what the creators were saying. It's it's going to be okay because we're doing fewer episodes, but they're going to be longer. They're going to be like movie length episodes, and they'll have so much more in them. It's like okay, that was kind of true. You had two out of the out of the six were were longer and you had you know the battle um of winterfell and then you had mm-hmm. the experience with with daenerys and and the dragon and the sacking of king's landing basically yeah but it's it's not so much and i'm, I'm we're going off on a di- different tangent here <laughs> but uh, i'm like you know ruining my own argument before i give it but it's it was just there was too much in too short amount of time that you couldn't really appreciate what was being done Mm-hmm. And if you take that appreciation aspect away from fans, they get pissed off. Yes, and that's what happened. Yes, that's a big part of why people thought it sucked. But then going to your point um, of why it didn't suck and some of the things that that played into that season, a lot of things came full circle. I mean, like we were talking before about about Jamie Lannister. Yeah, he was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Because he, oh man, he was so awful in the beginning pushing Bran out the window and like stabbing the guy just, through the eye. Yeah, like, that's he was the biggest awful. Jamie was the worst. Yeah. But then he 
transforms and you love Jamie. Jamie and um Jamie and Tyrion were my favorite characters because yeah. of their story arcs, because of their character development. And by the end, man, I'm hoping that that Jamie comes out all the better. You know what I mean? He's kind of left his all the Lannister stuff behind. He's like joined in Daenerys's side or whatever, and it looks like he's gonna go help to dethrone his sister and sort of like right all of these wrongs. And then and, and like him and um uh Brienne have like this like yeah. budding relationship. You really think it's gonna go somewhere because she really wants it to. And they even like have a little hot tub rendezvous. <laughs> and then he freaking pieces out and goes right back to Cersei. See, okay, that that was one of my biggest things, just because you love Brienne so much, and and to your point, the development of Jamie has gone so far in mm-hmm. all of the seasons from absolutely hating him to honestly feeling for him, having empathy for him. And in some cases, I mean, unless you've lost a hand to a sword in battle, which I don't think Not recently. have, you know, um, we can't really relate to that type of thing. But we can relate to people not not being who they thought they once were. Like he was the best uh, swords person and now he has nothing. Right. He was the number one son in his father's eyes and now he's cast off. Mm-hmm. It's like all these different things. People can relate to stuff like that. And so he became... A hated he he was a hated character became a um, character you have empathy for then became a relatable character and then became a character you're rooting for yes and and it was so much fun to root for him mm-hmm. and this is why I'm okay with the fact that it ended the way that it did and I know you give me that that look but it's like you you look at some of the things some of the conversations that happened um, I believe it was like season five maybe he's having a conversation with Bron about how they want to die. Okay. And Jamie gives this answer, I want to die in the arms of the woman that I love. And it's like, okay, love that. And everyone knows who he loves. Yeah. Everyone knows who he's talking about. Uh-huh. Um, even though I don't think at that point either Cersei or Jamie have actually come out and said that this was really happening in, in public. But it was one of those things, especially because it was said in one of those moments where we are pulling for him, where we're starting to love the character. We almost, we want him we want him to have what he wants. We want him to have that happiness. We want him to have some aspect of completion. Um, and so while I'm not a big fan of, like, the Red Keep just falling on their heads. So dumb. I, yeah, you, you got me there. But I do, I do agree that it is a perfect ending for... Jamie because he never gets what he wants in this series I mean even even in his relationship with Cersei a lot of times she just kind of pushes him to the side like you you don't matter I'll I'll pay attention to you when I want to pay attention he's like the redheaded stepchild of the Lannisters and this <laughs> when you got Except the lo- Tyrion's kind of well yeah okay good point it's it's just you know he's he's shunned he never truly finds the aspect of happiness, except for, I th- I can think of maybe two moments, and that's when he has that moment with Bran, mm-hmm. and he actually f- kind of feels like maybe he's he's arrived, and it's like this is a new he's a new person, mm-hmm. but then he gets that that realization that he needs to go and and be with Cersei. He gets that second moment when he gets the ending he wants. No one else is dictating his fate. He, he wins the battle um, outside the Red Keep with 
what's his bucket that I can't remember his name. Um, and he, he gets the ending he wants. And if you're, if you're honestly rooting for a character mm-hmm. throughout the series, you can't be mad at that. It's, it's the ending that... Now, you can be mad at the writers for choosing how it happened, but you can't be mad at... You, ha- you have to root for the characters. Like, you know what? He got the ending he wanted. And, he, and, and, and from a character perspective, he deserves that. Yeah, but why couldn't that ending have been with Brienne? And Jamie continues on this arc that he's on, and he becomes a hero of, of Daenerys's people because now his eyes have been opened. Yes right? and no. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because you, if you, okay, we'll, we'll look at Brienne. He has, he has built that, that trust and that vulnerability has been very evident with the two of them. And, you know, he's come to her age. She's come to his. There is so much that's built on that. But it's like, it's like any time someone goes through a traumatic experience with someone, there's that natural, um, affection is a natural attraction i get yeah i get that so i get that they've been i mean they've been through battling the dead they've been through i mean she's been battling a bear and he and he jumps in and saves her like all these different things those are very traumatic experiences to be able to build this off of Mm -hmm. and so you can say why didn't he just have that ending with with brianne right but it's like the love that's there it's like in my opinion it's like the difference of loving someone and being in love with someone you can love somebody but there's a different realm when you are actually in love with someone. And he was in love with Cersei. Cersei was as psychotic as she was. Yes. She was the woman of his dreams. She was the one that he wanted to be with. And we, we see throughout the series, he would do anything to get back to her. I mean, he killed his own cousin when he was, when he was being held captive to try to get back to her. Pushes, uh, what the hell, Stark, Brendan Stark out the window. Oh yeah, uh-huh. very you know very first episode right. because he wants to protect her. Right, like you don't see him doing. I mean, he probably would have at some point with his relationship with Brienne, but you don't see that in the in the series. You see him being heroic here and there, and they support each other here and there, and then and that's it. But that's the thing that gets me about this whole show, and that's actually the reason why I really lost interest in it is because. There's no character to, like, it's really hard to root for a character. Yeah. And I get that sh- that shows like um, Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead and whatever want to be subversive, that no one's safe, that, like, you don't know what's going to happen. It's gritty. It's whatever. But that's not why I watch television. That's not why I watch shows. I watch shows for, like, escapism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to have a character that we follow and root for, and there needs to be... A hero character and i mean there are a couple in like in like uh ned stark in the beginning of course and then like with Jon snow and with um and Tyrion's another one that really developed into a hero character and then was just kind of i don't know was just kind of bled by the end season yeah and i think that's the problem with with game of thrones you even mentioned like walking dead like he's had the same thing with like daryl yeah, I know so many people that have that have said if they kill off Daryl, I'm done with the show. Actually, yeah, my best friend has a bumper sticker that says "If Daryl dies, we riot." It's on the back <laughs> of his car, and it's the goofiest thing. See, that's perfect. And I and I honestly, to, to multiple people, yeah. I have said, "Well, I'm watching season eight. If Tyrion dies, I'm turning it off right there, and I will not finish the series." 
because he became one of those people, maybe not necessarily a hero figure. Um, yeah, but he becomes someone that we can attach to and root for. Yeah. And it's hard to in this kind of show because as soon as you have a favorite character, they're gone. And yeah. to me, that's not fun. It's 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 jarring. Like, I need some kind of a personal or emotional connection to a character to help keep me interested in a show. If all it is is, like, everyone's just getting killed all the time, then, I mean, yeah. I don't – what's the point? That's no, not that's not interesting to me. That that I agree with. I mean, that's not that's not specific to season eight. No, uh, that's it's you not. Know, throughout you, you bring him that Stark. He's like seven episodes in. It's like okay, bye bye. But it's it's something that I think was was lacking in this series as a whole. But that's also one of the reasons why it was so successful. Yeah, is because of the shock value. Yeah, yeah. No one was safe. Yeah, and, and, and whatever, it wasn't even but... it wasn't even so much that you wanted characters to to love because a lot of shows will have that. Mm-hmm. This one had had legitimate characters that you could hate. Yes, and uh, when sometimes that's yeah. a bigger a bigger pull than like oh I love that person. It's like I absolutely hate Joffrey. I absolutely hate. I did. Bron. You know, I actually watched the episode uh, where Joffrey gets poisoned. Backstage before it, it was actually in between the matinee and the evening performance of Spamalot <laughs> that uh, BJ and I were both in together. I'm watching it backstage and he gets poisoned and dies and his face all swells oh, up and he geez. starts like and like blood comes out of his eyes and I started yelling yes yes <laughs> and Jordan came back and was like what are you yelling about and I was like how far in Game of Thrones are you <laughs> see you're lucky because. I didn't get to witness it before I knew what happened. Oh, I was, see, that's too bad. Yeah, I was I was late to the party on Game of Thrones. I think I I think season four had just been released mm-hmm. when I started watching it. Okay, and so I was sitting at work. I mean, this is four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, and I'm si- I'm sitting at work and, just, and I'm just like talking to some people at lunch. Like, yeah, I just started Game of Thrones. Um, I'm I'm really loving it. Like my my roommate turned me on to it. Like this is this is intense like mm-hmm. this is nuts mm-hmm. and then someone from the next table over was just like oh yeah that part where joffrey dies i'm like shut up i'm only I, four episodes in i hate people that do that that's why i oh that's why i always say oh really what's just happened what's happening so that i yeah. know because like um what is it oh my my wife was going through the lord of the rings trilogy yeah and and i want to talk about it with her and there's stuff that happens in the books that uh, don't happen in the movie, so I always say, "What's happening?" So that I don't ruin any See, of the fun surprises. That's the, the way end, it but, should be, and it's still uh, it's still a sore subject. They didn't put Tom Bombadil. In, I know. Oh, we're getting the, wildly yeah, off topic. Don't even say Tom Bombadil because I will go <laughs> off. I love right, that man. Sorry. Okay, so let's talk about Daenerys. Okay, because while it while it could be argued that her whole flip was telegraphed because that's part of like the Targaryen madness or whatever you also see equally if not more so throughout the series that she's dedicated to not being that way yes and no the 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 only thing and again this is one of the reasons why i'm i'm different than a lot of the skeptics who thought that season eight was was not great because you see everything coming to that culmination and it's just everything peaks right when she's you know she's at king's landing They've rung the bells. It's just like this. This isn't enough. But there's finally that that switch in her that just like, nope, that's it. I'm going to lay waste. No one will ever challenge me again on anything. Yeah, but those are the people that she's looking to like. You know, like 
not not necessarily liberate in the way that she did at Marine, but those are the people that she's looking to rule over. No, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. And everyone else, every other city that she's gone after and liberated, she's made sure that those people love her. And that's, you know what I mean? Like the That's true, but what has always been her reaction when someone pushes back? It's always It's always fire and blood, yeah, right? Yeah, it's fire and blood, like we're going to kill them, we're going to, you know, what do they do with the with the slave masters? They crucify all of them, going going back, you know, hundreds of miles. You have you have all of these things. She, I mean, she um, she kills the 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 slave masters who came and attacked Marine, right? Um, and and she ends up taking their taking their ships and everything. She fries a bunch of the the soldiers, kills two out of the three. You know, everything every single time something went wrong, mm-hmm. it was always. You know, like you said, blood and death and just complete carnage was on her mind. This is what she wanted to do. But the voices of her better angels talked her down. You had, um, oh, what's his name? Grey Worm? No. Bald guy. Viserys? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you had you had Viserys. You had Tyrion. Um, you even had uh, Missandra at, at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, would, would start voicing up once she felt more comfortable in her relationship with with Danny and it was just it was always someone was talking her down even right before they went to King's Landing someone was talking her down it's like if you hear the bells stop they're 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 done they've surrendered and it just it got to be too much like it was this culmination of like 7 seasons worth of her wanting something and someone saying no, or wanting something, someone saying no, and periodically she would push back, and you know that's why she was okay with going and attacking the Lannister army at High Garden, and you know she was okay with you know making a couple other moves. But eventually, someone always talked her out of it, and this was just that moment, of just like, nope, she let loose, everything came back, everything came flooding back, and that's why she takes she did what she did at King's Landing. But then also she has that interaction with uh, with John and with Tyrion um, because now they're seeing this is who she truly is, which is why Lannister, not Lannister, which is why Tyrion takes off the, the hand of the queen, chucks it, it's like, I'm done. This is why I, I you know, quote unquote, betrayed you. Um, John going and, and pleading with her to go back to build this off of love, build this off of understanding. Like, I know that it happened quickly. Yeah, and that's probably the biggest issue is that it was just like, it was just like, boom. It was very fast. Right? Yes. And I, I, I don't accept the excuse. I don't accept the point. <laughs> that wasn't intentional. Uh-huh. I don't accept the point that it was a shorter season. They had to put so much more in these episodes because... I don't, there's a way. There's a way to do that. You know what I mean. No, there's I always a way to do that. Yeah. And it really just seemed like after the um, Game of Thrones source material ran out, and they had to do it on their own, that it really just. It became a different right? series at that point. Yeah. It, it really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff just like absolutely blows my mind. Like the writers full on said that Daenerys forgot about the Iron Fleet. That's why she didn't see them, and they freaking sniped her dragon in the chest and now she's like what five thousand ships in the water that i'm currently <laughs> flying over herperderperder <laughs> you've got the best like hello bird's eye view you can see everything yeah for hundreds and of it's miles. just like 
what? Yeah. You just don't see them because you forgot that they existed? See, How this, is that possible? This has been the biggest thorn in season eight. It's been the writers not being able to keep their mouths shut. Yeah, That's why been would the they biggest s- problem? Why would that have been their their uh, excuse for that? Why would that be their reasoning? Because then it's just like, oh, so you're just dumb. Well, I guess. Because, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. Or it's because they we they think that the public wouldn't like the real reason. Like apparently the actual script, uh-huh. the legitimate script, not the fake ones they gave the actors, right. got released. And there's that scene at the end after John kills Danny, and you have. Um, Drogon, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Fries the Iron Throne. Right. The way that it's filmed, that looks intentional. That looks the way that, that this was what he was planning, wanting to do, was just like get rid of, the, melt the Iron Throne, take Danny and leave. In the script, it talks about how he is destroying the walls so that he can fit through and leave, and the Iron Throne happens to get caught in the crossfire. See, now that is awful. That's awful reasoning. There's no like cool symbolism behind that. There's no like like deeper meaning. It's just like, oh, I'm just a dumb animal, yeah. and I just need to. And which which he hasn't been. But see, and this and this is why this is why I say that the biggest the biggest thorn has been the writers and people deciding to release information that doesn't build up what you've just no. released. No, it does not at all. Not so even a little they're, bit. They're shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly, yeah. and it's. They they had the same thing. They came out. I mean, it's been out what the last the last episode was aired two and a half months ago. Yeah, something like that. So, the, you had the whole infamous Starbucks. Cup, oh my gosh! Yes, that's so funny. Which, I mean, to the to HBO's credit, uh-huh. the next day, yeah, it was it was it corrected. had been removed. Yes, um, but they came out like a week and a half ago mm-hmm. and made a comment, just like, "Yep, Danny always has to have her coffee." So I think I actually put that there for him. Just like. Kate, stop. You dance dumb, you dumb dumbs. Yes. <laughs> Just clam like, up, please. It's like, I don't know if it was honestly an accident or if you wanted to get some money from Starbucks or, you know, product placement, who knows. It's all about the memes. It's, yeah. That's what it really comes down to, man. It's all <laughs> about the memes. So true. But I still, I mean, even even with those points, in the, and again, I'm not happy about this, the entire season. Yeah, this, yeah, the finale season. But it wasn't, it wasn't as terrible as, I, as people make it out to be. Again, in my opinion. People can, I mean, if if anyone can honestly say, watching that season, mm-hmm. that they did not relate to a character, that they did not pull for a character, that they did not cry at least once when something happened to a character they loved, and that they were not entertained on at least a few of those episodes, you cannot say that the season was a complete farce and a complete lack of what Game of Thrones is. And you definitely shouldn't be signing that petition that said redo the entire thing. No, as much as I disliked the season, the, the final season, that's ridiculous yeah. to me. Uh, one, it's never going to happen. No. Never. No. You could get a billion signatures. It's never going to happen. Unless each one of those people is willing to fork over, you know, you have a billion signatures. Like, yeah, yeah I'll pitch in 10 bucks. Yeah, right. Here's $3 or whatever for yeah. them to reshoot it because that's almost as, I mean, it was, it was like, it was like, like a million. A, yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, the actors, them, just the actors got a couple hundred thousand an episode. Oh, yeah. No, so I'm talking, the production I'm talking cost the is like. Production, yeah, the production yeah, yeah, yeah. budget Millions. was just the, um, the non- where did I read this? The non-war, the non-battle mm-hmm. episodes, mm-hmm. the lowest budget one was like, I think, 1.5. And you know what's really great? I mean, and that's and that's a lot of what, this is a lot of what carried the show was yeah. the cinematography, the um, 
the the costumes and the the political intrigue is what people were really really interested in it was like everything was awesome and then the writing is really what tied the noose yeah it all it all went up in flames because of the writing see i i would disagree with you in the point of i don't think it's up in flames okay. it was it people was are... it was a rough landing yeah, people dislike it because of the writing. Yeah. There's nothing else you can say about the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the writing. Yeah. The the problem right now is that you know, if we if we use the the plain metaphor still like season 8 has landed, it's done, it's over. Right. The fans have have disembarked to their own locations. Yes. But you still have the writers over there smacking on the plane with a stick and dumping gasoline on the fire. It's like, "No, we're not done with oh this yet." It's gosh. like, "Guys, move on to your next thing." Just and, be done. And and Daenerys could flip, uh, could could flip out like that, and Jamie could end up going back to Cersei in the books, mm-hmm. be- and that they have all the time in the world for that to make more sense. True. You know what I mean. And in all fairness, George R. R. Martin did say that his his books were not going to end exactly the same. Right, but, but close. But right? there were more similarities to how the um, how the the series ended to how the book is going to end, and there were dissimilarities to, right. to what he has well, in store. Yeah, I, I uh, was not a fan that Bran ended up getting the Iron Throne because yeah. why? With all of his like third, with all of his like Raven thir- three three eyed Raven powers, why is being the king the best place for him? You know what I mean? He even says after he be- after they sit down at the table, he's like, oh. We don't have a master of whispers. It's like mother ever. You can see the whole kingdom. You don't. You are the master of whispers. I someone mean, he's else kind of be the master king. of everything. Yeah. I mean, so someone else just be king, and he's now the master of whispers, and he doesn't need his little birds no, like Viserys you know, because he is the little bird. Don't don't even don't even do the master of anything. Just go live in your tree and you know right. play with your birds. So king is not. Oh man. My biggest thing was. I didn't mind necessarily the fact that the only one that bugged me those of the final I didn't really like Bran as king either. Yeah. The one that bugged me was John. Where oh, it's like yeah. okay, I, you're assuming he's going off to live with the wildlings cuz they sent him up north, he's in the Night's Watch. Right. We saw how much he loved the Night's Watch the first time. Oh my gosh. I mean, he goes out and sleeps with the wildling and he, yes. and he battles those guys and basically says screw you to all your vows and everything. Right. And uh, I mean, you just killed the Night King. Yeah. Do you need a Night's Watch anymore? You don't even need a wall. Well, the wall is gone. Part of it is. Part of the wall is gone. Part of the wall is gone. That's just, but that's the thing. There's no point. And, and what are you up there protecting the South from? I have no idea. All the wildlings love him. All he's got to say is, hey, don't come down and kill us. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah, fair enough. You know? Why would John go back to the Night's Watch? I don't, Man, I I don't, don't understand. That's the thing. In, in my opinion, there were two theories I had for season eight. Okay. I'm pissed off that neither one of them happened because one I was actually really excited for. But one of them was that um, Sansa would be named either Warden of the North or Queen of the North, which I was right on that one. Right. But the other one was that John was going to be the king. He was going to be made king. You'd have yes. Targaryen on the throne again. You'd right. have John on, and King's Landing on the throne as king, and you'd have a separate kingdom up north still run by the Starks. You have the Targaryen and the Starks. It, it moves on. And I think personally that you could actually take that mm-hmm. and HBO is talking about like show spinoffs they want to do. I mean, so many different ways you could you could potentially take that. 
Okay. Um, my other theory, which going back to Jamie's death, I was <sighs> convinced that Tyrion was going to be the cause of death for every member of the Lannister family. Oh, that would have been interesting. Because he, he you know, shot he, his dad on the pot. Shot his dad on the pot. <laughs> Mom dies during childbirth to him. Yeah, he's two for two so far on yeah. the body count. And so he's got um, Jamie and yeah. Cersei left. Right. So I was thinking that when he when he went and and offered himself at some point, or went and went and talked to Cersei, Jamie was going to be there, mm-hmm. and Cersei was going to try to kill um, kill Tyrion. Yeah. Jamie would inter- intervene. But because Jamie intervened on Tyrion's behalf, Cersei would actually like accidentally kill Jamie, yeah. which would ruin her. Mm-hmm. And then Tyrion would then kill Cersei. Yeah, that would see that would have been freaking dope. That would have been so good. You know, because George didn't yeah. call me. I, I I sent him an email. <laughs> I don't know. He just hit him up on Twitter. Writing's not his big thing right now. He doesn't really want to finish the books. He obviously has to no it's been something time like to write an email. Eight years I since know. the last book came out. It's, and there's supposed to be two more. Yeah. There's supposed to be two. Yeah. And we don't have a date for either of them, which is just nutty. Yeah, that uh, would have been cool. That would have been cool. And I really yeah. liked the whole uh, Jon Snow becomes king because, like, Ned took him in. It was like his – what is the whole – I haven't even thought about this theory in, like, a freaking year. But he is a Targaryen. Oh, well, we do know that he's a Targaryen. He's a, he's a Targaryen and a Stark. And a Stark. So he's – And that would have been so cool for him to He's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you don't have you don't have Bran on the on the throne. I mean, you, you could still have him have as the Master of Whispers, yeah, or have fine. him just living at King's Landing, whatever. You know, wh- whatever care. it might be. Yeah. And it'd be nice to have you you kind of combine Viserys and Littlefinger's um, roles into what Bran could then do. Mm-hmm. And you know he's going to do it with pure intent because he doesn't have all the ambitions that you know politicians have. Right. He's not going to be corrupt about it. He's just going to be him. No, but instead. John kills Daenerys in f- she kills the mother he kills the mother of dragons in, in front, front of, of a dragon, a dragon <laughs> who then looks away from him burns a chair and pieces out no uh he should have been chomped in half and then the dragon pieces out <laughs> yeah. it should have been some like freaking Liu Kang uh uh animality up in this piece just like chomp <laughs> and he dips you know the best part of that scene was I mean the graphics are pretty cool. That's probably part of their budget because they've come a long way from yeah, the, the beginning CG's to good. the end. CG's good. Um, is the music? The, yeah. the music in in that, that that's the one thing that I have no qualms about for season eight. Mm-hmm. The music in that season was gorgeous. And that's what I'm saying, man. It's just the writing. It's just the yeah. actual storytelling. Yeah. That was just. It was actually. <laughs> did you ever? Uh, there's a special feature that they did. Um, once the last season or last episode aired, okay, and they talk about the final season, and they do some behind-the-scenes filming of the table read for the final episode. Okay, and they have so um, Amelia Clark, who plays Danny, had had already read it, mm-hmm. so she knew that John killed Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kit Harrington, who plays John, had not read it. Oh gosh! So he's sitting there reading, and someone's reading the 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 play-by-play, right? Um, and you get his genuine reaction and he, he like just pushes, pushes back from the table. He's got his hands over his mouth. He's looking at Amelia Clark and she just kind of like looks at him and nods and he loses it. He starts, he starts bawling right there at the table read. And it's like this, this for me is, and this is another point for the season because yes, the writers screwed up. I don't like 
their the way that they're handling anything. They're a bunch of idiots, in my opinion. But <laughs> the, the, no kitty gloves from no, BJ no. here. I mean, is this, this is PG, right? I can't say stronger stuff. No, it's yeah. um, my okay. mom listens to every single one of these. By oh, the way, oh hi, how you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> so the the thing that gets me with these with these seasons, especially the last one, is the acting aspect, the actor aspect, I should say. Yeah, so. um, just because with the experiences that I mean, I've never worked on a movie, I've never worked on on you know TV shows or anything like that. Same, but you know, the two of us have had a chance to be on stage. The two of us mm-hmm. have had a chance to tell a story, and you get very involved in those characters that you play, especially when you get a chance to play them over a multitude of years. Sure. And so, being able to see this was kind of like an like a subplot for me throughout the throughout the series especially the last season was this this aspect of this person's life is coming to an end as far as we know they'll never play Jon Snow again obviously Danny's dead so she's never going to you know Millie Yeah Clark's right now that's fair play. to say that's fair to say um, I think you know the green ball that played Drogon will never will never play Drogon <laughs> oh my again gosh. um he'll probably go on to be in the live action avatar the last airbender that green ball is going to be Appa yes he's it's like it's like, but those, he won't ever be Drogon. That's no. what you're saying. Yeah, it's like those little little green aliens in uh, Toy Story. Right. It's just like, oh yeah, I, in the first poster you can see me. I'm grabbing Woody's ankle. It's just like, okay, I, it's it's just I get it. It's funny, <laughs> but but it's you know it's it's that aspect that I that I love, um, coming from the actor's perspective, from the storyteller's perspective. Mm-hmm. You connect so much with with the content that you're that you're providing, um, that it it adds that extra level, and I think people who are in the arts notice that when when they're watching a, a a series like that, something that's ending. I know. I always wonder, like, what are they thinking as they're acting this out? Like, what is actually what is going through their head as this yeah. scene is going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, I forget her name uh, who played Sansa. Um, remember what it is? See, and now because see, so I say this at least once an episode. I know it. <laughs> when we leave this room, I'll remember. Yeah. I don't know at the moment. Yeah, I can't think of it either. But I I know her face. I know her name. I think I follow her on Twitter or something. <laughs> anyway. So she had again in this in this little docuseries thing they had yeah. after the the uh, final episode aired. There's that part after the Battle of Winterfell where she goes and puts the Stark uh medallion on um See, it's happening to you too. The the eunuch uh, Euron. Yes. Yeah. Um, she puts it on on Euron and, and starts and just starts crying. They they showed that in the in the docu series and they yell cut and she like people come in and are fixing her makeup and fixing her hair and everything and she just is just standing there crying mm-hmm. and she's she's like we have I can't stop crying so they actually had to stop filming for a minute to try to get her to compose herself because she was so emotional in that scene and again that's just like they're so invested in this. So maybe maybe it's a matter. Maybe I like this. I I I have this approach of, it wasn't a terrible season because I respect what the actors were going through, and it's just like, you can't say it was terrible. They put blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. But yeah, the writers are idiots. But you know, it's still okay. Okay, so I guess we do agree on more than I thought because we do agree that it was the writing. It's yes. not the it's not the actors. No matter what I dislike about what happened in the show. It's not the actors. I may dislike choices that characters made, but I understand that 
that's a distinction that the writers make. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we, like I mentioned at the top, I hate that Jamie went back to Cersei, but do I hate um, um, Nik- Nikolai, whatever? You know what I mean? Nikolai, what's his name that plays Jamie? Oh, like, no, no. Do I blame him? No. It's a writer thing. It's not an acting thing. The acting was great. The the acting's always been really, really nice. Yeah. Uh, it was funny to see leading up to season eight. You'd see interviews with some of the with some of the cast, and they'd say like, um, like, "Hey, have you filmed your final scenes? How do you feel about it?" And Amelia Clark just goes, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, so, and even Kit Harrington, his he had one word response. He's just like disappointed." And what is that? Yeah. How is he, that? Oh my gosh, man! He, he How came, can you? He came just... out and explained it later. He's just like, I was just sad that it was over, so that was where the disappointing thing came. He's like, uh, uh, no, that's uh, what your publicist is telling that's you to right. say. That's right. That's what HBO is saying. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 Jon Snow. I, I have to amend. It's it's Theon, not Euron. Okay. The, Theon okay. Greyjoy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Euron, no, that Euron's makes sense. the guy that fought Jamie, I'm pretty sure. There's just so many names. Yeah. And they're so complicated. It's no, just... but it's cool that that Theon got the Stark yeah. medallion because he was always like a brother to them. Yeah. And now yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. of the character arcs that I that he and um, Arya are yeah. the t- are the two characters arcs that I absolutely loved. What happened with them? It was great. I I do like that the Hound also went out on his own yep. terms. He went out the way he wanted to. Mm-hmm. But see, taking how, out his freaking brother. Yeah, but how can you how can you be happy for the Hound going out on his terms, but not Jamie going out on his terms? Because the Hound was consistent, I think. Well, and and you've already explained how Jamie was also consistent, that it was always about Cersei. Mm-hmm. But with the Hound, I don't know. He, it was easier to see that coming, I think. That was easier to swallow because of his character arc rather than you see Jamie going in a, in a different direction and kind of evolving, and then it feels like he reverted. Yeah. In, an, in an episode. But with the Hound, that was always very clear that that was the direction he was going, I guess. Maybe it was more prominent that that's where he was always going to go. I don't know. Well, and that, I mean, I think they kind of parallel each other because oh, yeah, yeah, from yeah. the very first episode, or maybe not episode, but very first season, yeah. you have, you know, the, the mountain chops the horse's head off and the Hound comes down and starts doing the sword fight. Right. Like, their hatred for each other starts at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And so does obviously Jamie's love for Cersei. So they kind of parallel throughout throughout the series. Um, but I do I do see what you mean. Regardless of what of what path the Hound took, he mm-hmm. always hated his brother. Mm-hmm. He always wanted to kill him. Um, you know, even when he when he became basically a, a pacifist and was helping out you yeah. know, build the the church and everything, he still it doesn't matter. He still would like if I was confronted with my brother right now, I would still chop his head off. You know, something like that. But with with Jamie, you had that other love interest. Yes. You know. Yes, with Brienne. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. So I don't know. Uh, season eight, the the final season of Game of Thrones, kind of felt like the last season of How I Met Your Mother. Have you seen that? I haven't watched it. No. Oh my gosh. Well, the whole sh- the whole series is awesome. I love it. I've seen it so many times. It's one of my favorite shows. But I don't watch the last two episodes anymore. Because literally four seasons of character and plot development just get unraveled. And it's like nothing that happened in the last four years matters at all anymore. Because they just like, nope, it's going this way. And you're just like, (laughs) I hate this. I hate this so much. Because you get invested. 
And then they just like yank the rug out from under you and call it subversion. And it's yeah. just like, no, it was bad. And see, that's one of the biggest pet peeves that I have with any series is mm-hmm. when they do shock value purely for the ability of of shocking someone. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. if it doesn't contribute to the character, to the story, or to the overall experience you're trying to give, mm-hmm. don't shock us just to shock yeah, us. Yeah, the audience just is going to know. Off. Yeah, unless you're Family Guy or South Park, <laughs> some of those shows can get away with it. Yeah. But that's because that's, that's the only reason you watch those shows. Like, yeah. what is Peter going to say today? And there is no continuity between the episodes. No. It's not like we're still wondering what happened to the Peter Copter or... No. Right? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Different styles. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. Cool. I, I get you on that. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our Game of Thrones final season talk. Okay. Thank you for joining me, BJ. I appreciate that. Anytime. Uh, do you have any social media or anything you want to shout out? Uh, let's see. Um, well, you can follow me on uh, Facebook. It's Benjamin James Oldroyd is... Full name, whatever. I'm like one of the old old droids on there, so nice. you'll probably find Easy me. Easy to find. Cool, 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 cool. Um, BJO77, Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. I'm just not That's hit. fine. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're just not full of hatred. Yeah, That's yeah, what it too. is. That's Twitter it. is it's kind of the cesspool of social media. Yeah. But you can find me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Well played. At nice Capt segue. underscore Spartacus. Uh, and also our podcast airs on all major podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher. Spotify, whatever, go go find it. Uh, I want to thank you all for joining us tonight, and another big thank you to BJ, and we'll see you next time. All right, happy to be here.